Welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. Healing Courageously has a guest today. Yeah, we do have a guest today. And it's actually, it's, it's, she just kind of popped in. She's here. She's from, a pop-in guest. Pop-in guest. She's here from California. And she actually has a lot of experience on the subject we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> I do have a lot of experience. She does. And we asked her, she go, hey, you want to be part of the podcast? And she goes, well, yeah. Of course, Kathy has to say, well, you know, you're the expert at it. So <laughs> say she was an expert. Well, you know, well, let's welcome Elaine. Yeah. Hi, Elaine. Hello. Our toxic relations she, specialist. <laughs> <laughs> we could say this because we love her and she knows we love her Absolutely. but uh, we also know that there's some truth behind this but uh it just actually lane's the one that gave me this idea of the month of july on finding independence and so we're in the month of july where we're finding independence from a bunch of different things and this week happens to be toxic relationships and her and rayla were driving through arizona and popped over and i'm like oh perfect timing so welcome, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank wow. you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'm sure you're going to have plenty to say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> minimal. We all do. And Kathy, Kathy and I have been mentoring her. Kathy is probably the, only, the main mentor right now. She's been with us for, what, four or five years? Mm, yeah. Longer. Yeah, longer yeah. than that. 2014 when I came to the original church, but yeah. since then, working on yeah. my... Working so. on you here. So, yeah. yeah. And Kathy... Works with her relentlessly every week. Every week, we so yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I get she lost works with her. she works with me too, so that's a it's a two way street yeah. there. Believe right, me. exactly, it does work. So, so like this, like she said, this week we're talking about toxic relationships yep. and defining your independence of toxic relationships. So, what exactly is a toxic relationship? That's a great question. Yeah, I thought so too because you know, is it you know, what is it? You know, it could be a bunch of different things so but a toxic relationship is one that makes you feel unsupported misunderstood demeaned or attacked a relationship is toxic when your well-being is threatened in some way emotionally psychologically and even physically on the basic level any relationship that makes you feel worse rather than better can become toxic over time and fairly quickly. Mm, yeah. Toxic relationships can exist in just about any context. It can exist in the work spot in the workplace, it can in a in a marriage and a relationship with your kids, with your parents, with your grandparents. It, it, toxic relationships can exist anywhere in your life. Yep. Okay. Um you, and, you may, and you may even be dealing with toxic relationships among, you know, your own family members. And here, here's the deal with, with toxic relationships and why people struggle. They think it's a normal relationship. Yeah. The reason why they think it's normal is because they grew up in a home that was of toxic, you know, toxic relationships. Like we talked last month on the father stuff. A father's responsible. His main responsibility is, is to keep that house calm under under the spirit of god to keep that house in, in a loving in a loving manner they raise the daughter and raise the son to 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 build up their self-esteem and their self-worth i mean yeah. that that's his job and to treat his wife as god treated the church right so when we're growing up in a household that doesn't have that there's a lot of chaos confusion um then that becomes very toxic so when they grow up they get out of the house they're in a relationship a lot of them think, well, this is how I grew up. This is all I deserve. Oh, this is just normal. normal. Yep. Right? 
and it's not normal. It, it's not how God wanted us to be in any way, shape, or form. So that's why trying to, you know, learn to recognize what's toxic and what's not is very important. So, And that's what's going to be great about this talk, podcast, too, is we've got steps that are going to help you identify if you're in a toxic relationship, as well as what you can do to get out of it. So finding um, independence from toxic relationship is an important step towards your personal growth, towards your happiness and your overall well-being. And here are some steps that you can take to achieve the independence from toxic relationships. So we've got several steps here. Elaine, feel free to jump in okay. anytime something resonates with you. So the first thing is to rec recognize toxicity. I did it. Toxicity. It's <laughs> a hard word. Um, acknowledge and accept that the relationship you're in is toxic. That word denial pops into my head there mm -hmm. because a lot of times people are in denial about it because it's become so normal. Right it's hard to realize that you're actually in it. So denial sets well, a, in. It goes back to, they grew up in that kind of environment. Yeah. And you make those excuses for that because that's what you remember right. what it was. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. all you know. So therefore it's what it becomes. Um, things to look for are in a toxic relationships are signs of emotional or physical abuse. Randy mentioned that. Manipulation, disrespect, constant criticism mm -hmm. or control. And then understanding that to the toxic dynamics is crucial in taking the necessary steps to break free. I'm going to jump in here real quick and then Elaine, feel free to jump in too. There was a period of time in our marriage, not our entire marriage, but it, there was several years, about a five-year period where we were very toxic in our relationship with each other. Um, so hearing the manipulation, constant criticism and control, those are things that I can relate to during that period of time where things were toxic in our relationship i don't know what any of those stand out to you i think all of them stand out to me uh even including the physical i think it just reminds me of the time where i was so lost and broken and i only remembered what was in my from my childhood and as a young adult thinking what was normal mm. and then just knowing that you know after you start working with someone and realizing oh wow you know, that's not the way that's supposed to be. That's not how love looks like, or that's not how our relationship should go. Um, I think those kind of things pop out at you and realizing where these steps would come in. Yeah. Perfect to help just kind of like redirect your thought process. That's really good. I like that. Um, the other thing is prioritizing self-care. Um, we focus on self-care and self-love. And a lot of times people, we don't realize what that looks like. And I know Elaine has some words on for us on that one. Um, engage in activities that make you happy, boost your self-esteem and promote your overall well-being. Take care of your physical, mental, and emotional health and set boundaries to protect yourself and your well-being. And so those are some areas that are really tough to do if you don't have anybody guiding you. So and here's the one thing on that too. On, on this journey of recovery or whatever we're, we're working on recovery, you know, it's usually ourself, right? Before we started, started the journey, we were pretty selfish, right? It was all self-centered yeah. and selflessness. So this is where people have a struggle because at this point you can become selfish again, but because it's you're not being selfless, okay? You're being selfish because you're having to take care of yourself and you're having to heal these wounds from your past. And that means you're going to have, you know, we're going to make sacrifices as a people healing, but it, our, our people around us are just going to have to understand. It. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't want to be with you. It's not that I'm being selfish, mm -hmm. but I need to take care of myself. Make right myself now. a priority. 
And I don't think, I think as far as I can remember, depending on generations and how that works, but people learned what they learned from their parents or mm -hmm. grandparents. Mm -hmm. And then you were taught if you were selfish, you, you, that you couldn't do that. Right. You couldn't take care of yourself. Right. What was self-care? And I had experience, like Kathy right. said, I didn't know what that was. And I felt guilty for taking care of my mental health, my mm -hmm. physical health, my emotional health, because I was putting myself above my kids, mm -hmm. above my job. What is that? And with both you and Kathy redirecting me and saying, it's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. You're okay to feel this way. You're okay to feel angry. You're okay to feel sad. These are all normal emotions, mm -hmm. but now you're going to process them. Right. Right. Instead of basically burying them. Right. Yeah. Drinking them away. Right. Drinking them away. Or yeah. Being involved in activities that didn't do well for your psyche. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no. no. I mean, I, I, I took first time I've ever done this. Literally, it is. Is I took this whole week off from working with anybody. Except Monday, I work with two people. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I took this whole week off from working with anybody. Yeah. I just thought, I can't. I. It was called compassionate, uh, compassion fatigue, mm -hmm. burnout, mm -hmm. and and I reached that point where I just got. I I've got to take a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they they were all good with it. I took. So I told them exactly why. Yeah. I, was doing I think that. you have to you have to be honest with yourself in order to be honest with others when right. it comes to self care. Is you know being able to say hey. I'm struggling. I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to do this for myself and be, and be okay with that. It's not easy saying it, mm -hmm. but every time you take that step, it becomes easier and the self-care becomes more of a compassionate towards self. And then you're effectively communicating what your needs are. Mm -hmm. right. And yeah. like both of you have taught me like you, some people in their journey or what they've gone through, they've never been shown how to effectively communicate what their needs are. Yeah, and really then they good. don't get met. And then here we are again in that cycle of depression, anxiety, right. all that starts to go. Yeah. I'm a frequent spinner. So I know. <laughs> spinner. We're, not, we're not talking spin bikes. Yeah, no, no, it's the emotional roller coaster yeah. that you put on yeah. because of what you've been through right. and what you're addressing. And yes, I'm not a hundred percent healed, right. but I know when I say it out loud, Hey, I'm struggling, but I'm still, still having hard times yeah. reaching out or right. talking. So. Well, that leads to the next step here is build a support system i look at him he shakes her head <laughs> so we want to surround ourselves with positive and supportive people seek the company of friends family or support groups who can provide encouragement advice and empathy their presence can help you gain perspective and strength during difficult times and the word that pops into my head in that is isolation mm -hmm. isolation will destroy you and it will just continue in that cycle of toxic relationships because we have to have i have to have like-minded people around me to keep me moving in the right direction and that's why i say you know elaine and i work together on a weekly basis but she thinks i'm helping her but in turn she's helping me and that's that support system that it talks about is yeah. having the, the having a community of people that are going to call you and pull the rug out from underneath right. you uh, and that. i think i've done that too yeah <laughs> she's um she's like i think one thing that we both know and then even uh randy has shared with me there's times that you can chase people and then there's times you just can't because no. you yeah. know that they're completely obliterated in the cycle that they've always been and they just can't catch that one footing mm. because there's something they're not addressing mm -hmm. and i think that's my still it is still my struggle i still struggle with isolation um, I struggle with reaching out. I struggle with calling. I struggle with picking up that phone. I can look at, you know, videos that were, you know, for my job or something like that, but I still struggle with like, Hey, I need help. Yeah. 
But even like yesterday, I'm going through a transition. My kids are getting older mm -hmm. and I had to reach out because I was sitting there, not spinning emotionally. I was just sulking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't want to sulk. I wanted to see the silver lining in right. this moment, the, the beauty in the moment of trans transition. Yeah. Right. So when, when you, let me just ask you a question, because I know that that is an area you struggle in and you're not alone. A lot of people struggle in that isolation, but when you reach out, what happens? How do you feel? I feel, I feel stronger because I'm identifying the emotion that I'm feeling at that moment. I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm lonely, whatever the, the case may be. But for instance, for yesterday, it was just the, the good, sad, you mm -hmm. know, my kids mm -hmm. are growing up, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this moment. I'm going to text Kathy mm -hmm. here. This is the way I'm feeling. And as I'm sitting there bawling my eyes out, but I felt so empowered because right. I didn't sit in that emotion. Right. That's why I wanted, yeah, I want right. people to hear That's that because it is, as hard as it is, it's so empowering yeah. in the long run. And I wasn't stuck. Mm -hmm. I was still able to move mm -hmm. because when yeah. I do isolate, when I do avoid those feelings mm -hmm. and I bury them, then I find myself lashing out emotionally or my kids feel that. They feel that the emotions I'm not expressing mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah. then it just again we're back on that spinning cycle yeah, like you're having a big old pity party yeah, for yeah. your life yeah yeah poor me yeah poor me poor little me yeah but I, I want to acknowledge something i'm sitting here and i just this just came to mind is that it's been i, I don't know five six however long it's five or six years mm -hmm. somewhere along there that that we've been working with elaine and you know here's a reminder of that she's still closer to her old behavior than she is farther mm -hmm. away from that right and so she has come a long, long believe me, she has come a long yeah. way. I, we've set, we've watched her walk away from toxic relationships. And I think it's important that that you're reminded of that, that, hey, look how far you've come in a short period of time. You got to remember, Mom, Mom and I have been doing this for close to 20 years, mm -hmm. right? So it, it's it's a it's a life journey every right. day you know every things day. are gonna come you got you constantly it's a choice mm -hmm. and we're and are we gonna learn today or are we gonna stay stuck right. in whatever right yeah. so yeah it's, it's important so just for elaine just a reminder you've come a long way yeah. and i appreciate Absolutely. that because i think the hardest thing too that we've uh, as this journey has gone on being able to give yourself the kudos mm -hmm. or the grace, mm -hmm. I think that's the hardest thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. is giving yourself to where people don't uh, presume that you're gloating or have that ego. Right. It's none of that. It's just you've never given that credit to yourself. Right. And I think that's the most difficult right. thing. And you guys share that yeah. with me all the time. Give yourself credit. Right. Yeah. Give that's, yourself. That's grace. part of that self care. That's part of that self care in my mind. That's and, you know acknowledging that. Yeah. No. No. no it was never taught to me. No. No. You know, we talk about having a community, but the other thing too that goes, the, the next step would be is to seek professional help if needed. Um, sometimes a community is not enough. And if the toxic relationship has had a severe impact on your mental health, consider the seeking therapy or counseling. A professional can guide you through the healing process, help you understand your patterns, which we talked about, mm -hmm. right? And provide strategies for overcoming the challenges of leaving a toxic relationship. Right. And we journeyed with you yeah, through absolutely. that. If it wasn't a, for you guys. For a few times. Um, um, if you, if I would never saw as a woman who I was and who I was going to be down the road, five years, I would have never thought, A, I would have been sober. Mm -hmm. I never thought I was going to make the first day. Right. It was it's extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. But here I am seven years later mm -hmm. and then just getting out of that toxic relationship. Now that I've fast forwarded, I've changed some thought patterns to where I am knowing that I am loved and knowing that I am different. 
and that certain kind of behavior I don't have to tolerate right. and or change. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing for me in my journey. Right. I do not have to change anyone. I have to change myself. Yeah. Right. Nor can you nor, nor can you change, change anyone. Right. But right. The old me that you guys have known yeah. have stayed honed in on the person that let me fix you let right. me make you better let me put the band-aids on you and forget about my will right, right. yeah my exactly yeah my journey of where yeah. i've come from and how so far you're the other person's just barely scratching the surface yeah that's good yeah, i'm working with a, with somebody right now that i just used that scenario yeah. the last time i met with them yeah yeah you know, and that, community like yeah. you said is important but you also have to be careful of the community you're in yeah. Because that community that you're working with, again, if they're not far enough, like you guys said, along in their journey, you will get dragged back to where they are now. Yeah. Yeah. We all, we all want to be in a community of people that are, number one, like minded. Right. That's, that's important. But not only that, being like minded, preferably, I'll just say your elder. Right. I'm, I'm saying that very respectfully. Right. Okay. And it's somebody you know, who's walked through somebody that. who's walked walked the walk already. Right. Somebody that's been in your shoes. Somebody that can understand where you're yeah. coming from. Yeah. That's what's gonna that that's what helped me um, on my journey is right. walking with those those elder gentlemen that had walked in the shoes that I'd been in already had, had gone through all sorts of different things that I'd gone through already. Came out better. On came out side. better on the other side. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because when you're starting fresh, and I think that's what everyone needs to know coming out in out of a toxic relationship whether it's friendship, family, work, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And there's days that yeah. you feel dark. Yeah, And absolutely. that's where that, again- All you have to do is find that little speck right? of light and focus on that, yeah. so. And I think that's like what you guys continuously keep doing is giving people hope. Right. Hope that there is another side. There is a different version right. of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So, you know, we talked about the different things you can do, but now we have to develop a plan. Right. Uh, if you're in a toxic relationship, here's some, some more steps to develop a plan. So what you want to do is you want to create a clear plan for finding, uh, for ending the toxic relationship. Identify the steps you need to take, such as finding a safe place to stay, seeking legal, legal protection if necessary, and or organizing your finances. Having a plan in place can alleviate some of the anxiety and uncertainty surrounding the process. And it says alleviate some of the anxiety. It doesn't mean that it's going to go away. And I think you oh my gosh, I can tell that. you <laughs> that scenario completely fit my scenario. And I'll never forget that day. I won't give the date and time. I'll just, the year was 2017 and the new year had began. I, and I was working with Kathy directly. I was working on steps on how to set the plan to get out. I didn't know it was toxic. I knew it was underlying, but I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And as the wool came out from off of my eyes, I was like, someone's going to die here <laughs> mentally yeah. i was that, already dead right, physically exactly. i was just not myself right. i gained so much weight and then where i was emotionally i didn't want to live it right yeah. and uh kathy was witness after the fact that that's how toxic it became and i remember i'll never forget that day and i remember i shared with you like when i broke free okay this is what i'm gonna do it's raining outside we had gotten into an altercation i needed to get free in my mind, I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. I set the tone. We got, I got out of the relationship. We got out of the building. I was free. Then, then I was like, out when I was in the elements, I was like, okay, this, I can't be harmed out here. I would make enough of a scene right. to cause a tension right, 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 if there right, need be. And that's right. how I broke free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I looked up at the sky. It was never the same the next day. The sun was 
as bright mm -hmm. as can be, the birds, I could hear them. Mm -hmm. I could, you know, I could feel my, my, the sun on my skin mm -hmm. and every day, every day since then, I've always looked at that mm -hmm. day as like when I'm outside, like it's all fresh mm -hmm. and I, I had to that. break free and I had to get out of there and I did. And ever since then, I've always remembered the things that you guys have taught me and shown me, like you got it, you know, this is where you're at. This is where you need to be. Right. And that's how you find yourself again. In those, in those steps, by no means, we're not claiming that they're, they're easy. They're no, very no. difficult. And that's why it's important to have somebody walking with you, a right. mentor, um, a, a coach, somebody that knows, knows the situation and it's going to support you through it, no matter how heated or ugly it gets right you're gonna stand that person's gonna stand by your side no matter what yeah um, safe people and like you guys have people. always said you can tell anybody your problems right you can tell anybody stories and then people can have a pity party with you and then jump in that emotional roller so with, with you, you. Yeah. and then you're back at it but if you have someone that like yourself kathy and you to show you to direct you to yeah. keep mm -hmm. you focused to keep your mind right and off the okay it's just going to be a minute but you, trust me you're going to make it you're right. going to be okay and right. it's that redirection and that just someone telling you things will be okay right yeah yeah it's good. exactly because we're never told that no yeah <laughs> you know part of part of also fighting your independence in a toxic relationship is practicing assertiveness <laughs> that's a tough one especially mm -hmm. if, if the toxic relationship has been physical but toxic relationships often involve power imbalances and a lack of respect for boundaries so by practicing assertiveness, by clearly expressing your needs, desires, and limits, learn to say no when something doesn't align with your values or it makes you uncomfortable. And Elaine's over here wow. shaking her yeah. head. <laughs> saying no, I think that's been the hardest thing. Yeah. Once you learn that that sentence is mm -hmm. complete and where you confirm that I don't like this or I don't like the way I feel and you can express that healthy and it's a game changer. It's freedom. Game yeah. changer. Yeah. yeah. It's freedom. Yeah. And it's hard. I said, uh, you know, one of the things that we talk about is expressing your needs. A lot of times when you're in a toxic relationship, I don't even know if you know what you need. No. You, you know, or you, what your desires or what your limits are because it's become so normal. And I, I know that for myself in that period of time, I became lost to myself. Yeah. Um, I no longer had needs that I knew, that I was aware of. I no longer had desires. It was about keeping the balance and keeping everybody right. happy and all the balls in the air and don't let one drop because if one drops, it'll splat and then mm. what'll happen? And you did a good job, by the way. I, I did my best. I don't know if it was a good job, but boy, was it exhausting. But I think, you know, practicing that assertiveness, uh, even for me today is a little more difficult. I'd say it's probably one of the harder things to do. But again, it's about using my voice in a healthy way, because mm -hmm. in that period of time of, of our toxic relationship, I didn't use my voice in a healthy way. So now I've had to learn to go to the opposite extreme, using it, my voice in a, in not an aggressive way, but right. in a healthy way. It's that pendulum effect yeah. because you go, you know, you, we, you were so far on the right for a long time and then it got knocked loose. Then you went radically to the left and it was like, Oh gosh, she got her voice. All right. So, and it's still, she's still working on balancing that yeah. out. So, I mean, she's, she's had quite a journey as well mm -hmm. on, on that aspect because it's like you, you, you learn to use your voice and, uh, but you've got to learn to use it and speaking your truth with love. Yeah. And the one thing, turning back to what we talked about earlier, we did, you did bring up boundaries mm -hmm. and that I think that goes hand in hand too, using your voice, yeah. because I think that's the hardest thing for myself too, mm -hmm. 
you may have to cut off relationships that yes. have been so you thought healthy for so long. Yep. And then that becomes difficult because you're like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. I'm going to set this boundary. I love you enough yeah. to let you yeah. go in a way to where I can love you from afar. Right. Yeah. And it's funny you said cut off relationships. That's one of the topics here that we have too is cut off, cut off contact if necessary. Because in some cases, cutting off contact with a toxic person may be the healthiest choice. And I can attest to that. Mm -hmm. It has been healthy choices because you can still be yourself. Right. And still be cordial yeah. to yeah. people yeah. and still be like, you know what, God, I just take care of them, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And it could be, you know, it's difficult, um, especially if it's, if there's a strong emotional tie to that person, whether it could be a family member, Randy will jump in on this in a minute mm -hmm. here. Um, but it's essential for your well-being, blocking their phone number, unfollowing mm -hmm. them on social media, minimizing any interaction that could pull you back into mm -hmm. that toxic That's cycle. So um, I mean, those are just some of some areas that, you know, you could use as tools to break that off. But Randy had to do something very difficult for himself with his own family member. Yeah. With my, with my mom, she um, was very, very toxic. She was... Um, one of the perpetrators in, in all my abuse that happened as a teenager. And um, she just, she just wanted to keep on being toxic and keep on being mean and ugly to me. And, you know, Kathy and I got married and the kids and, you know, she would always, why don't you ever come up here? Why can't I ever see, see the kids? And it's like, man, we have told you a thousand times that you can come to our house. The kids are, we're very involved in their life. We're playing, you know, sports every weekend. And so it, it just got really, it got really, really ugly. And then, and then she called our daughter, Diva, one day, and that didn't go over real well. It was just not, not <laughs> a, sure our daughter, a Diva? No, no. Not at all. This was not a Diva, right? <laughs> I mean, and, you know, and then, then, then she became pregnant. And when she, she became pregnant, you know, our her, daughter, became our, pregnant, our, our daughter, daughter <laughs> became pregnant, right? We were, my son and I were up sheep hunting. And I said, you know, I, I probably ought to call grandma and tell her that you know, Alyssa's pregnant because she's going to find out it's not going to be good. Well, it wasn't good even when I called her. Uh -huh. and all of a sudden, the um, entitlement came in. Well, I deserve to see that baby. And I, I, I better bet I go to uh, I go, mom. I got to go goodbye. So, you know, with a lot of work, a lot of help with my, my therapist, um, a lot of hard soul searching. Mm -hmm. Um, Kathy was right there with me. She could attest to it all that I, I finally, I mean, she, my mom wrote this wicked letter to me that put me in a, a, a shame spiral for three months. I couldn't get out of even my therapist because Randy, this is, this isn't good. And, um, so we finally, I finally had to just cut her out of, cut her out of my life completely. She was no longer allowed to be part of me. No longer. When my daughter got married, um, the first time she was out we were at the wedding and i walked right up to right up to my mom to tell her hi she goes who are you she didn't even know who i was mm. all right so that's the kind of right so and believe me this is something that you, probably the, the, the worst that you can do probably, probably the hardest thing you have to do is cut yourself off from your mom or, or, yeah. or dad right and and believe me um we did everything on our half, on our behalf, on my part, I, I made my amends. I, I I forgave her for this. I gave, I forgave her for a lot of stuff. But she just she was still blaming me. She still wanted to point the finger at me. Mm -hmm. She still wanted to tear me apart and beat me up. 
and I just said no more. So and I so, think the hardest the hardest part for me was to sit back and have an understanding of how a relationship between a mother and a son or a mother and a daughter right, doesn't right. matter how that could be that way. Um, but I had I you know I I learned and I understood and I supported my husband in that process. But I think the the hardest part for me is when she died. She died all by herself. I mean, she was married, but I mean, we were not there. We never even were notified of it. But that just reminded us that, that how important it was to cut that off because yeah, it, how much how much I didn't matter in her life to right, begin with. Yeah. So, and so and, and, you know, here's a question though that people say, well, Randy, you're a Christian and you you know you're a pastor and you're this and you're that. And I go, yeah, that's true. And the Bible says you're supposed to love, honor, respect your parents. I go, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, and I agree. When we're little kids, we don't have a choice in the matter. Right. Right. We, I mean, it's just like we got to honor them. We got to mm -hmm. respect them. doesn't matter what they're doing. I think at any age, we have that's to a, honor. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. But the question I, I put out there is how, how are you supposed to love and honor somebody that's doing disrespectful and dishonorable things to you? Right. All right. Jesus wouldn't want that. Right. Right. And so the, how, how did I then how do I go about justifying this because i'm supposed to love everybody mm -hmm. so i love my mother from afar right i love her like jesus right. told me to if i did if indeed did see her i i i would say hi i would be cordial to her mm -hmm. absolutely but that's as far as it went right. right there's more to the story than i can tell right now but it, it, it was a very toxic relationship and um it was worth it. it yeah. My life got, man, for my family, yeah. for my wife, for everybody, it's just something I had to do. Yeah. And that kind of leads into this next step here is practicing self-compassion. You know, remember that leaving a toxic relationship takes courage. That was not easy yeah. for you, I know. No. And it's natural to have mixed emotions, which I'm sure you did. You have to be kind to yourself during mm -hmm. the process and practice self-compassion. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with positive affirmations, practice mindfulness, and seek activities that bring you joy and peace. And, and again, make sure you have a strong community yeah. and around you that's yeah. going to support right. you and help you through the process. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, a, especially if it's a parent uh, or, or any type of a family member, it's very hard to cut off contact, but then remember to take care of yourself in that yeah. process. Right. Because sometimes anger and bitterness and resentments come in and that's all normal and natural, but you've got to process the compassion to yourself. That's good. And then the final step here in this process is to give yourself time to heal. Healing from the effects of a toxic relationship takes time. Allow yourself to grieve the loss, process your emotions and rebuild your life at your own pace. Be patient with yourself and seek the support if needed. And, you know, I think that grieving the loss, I think a lot of people don't think that it's okay to grieve a loss of a relationship. Yeah. And I know I've told yeah. you, I've told a lot of these girls is you're grieving a loss of what could have been right. or what your perception of a healthy relationship should look like. And even though it's, it's a toxic relationship and even though it's not a healthy place for you to be in, there's still loss there. Oh yeah. And, you know, processing the emotions that go with that. There's days that you're still processing oh, those emotions. Nothing, uh, you know, that's the thing. Those kind of changes still take time. And I think that's the thing. When we look at society, you have a certain time bracket that you mm. have to live I on. I think there is, yeah. Yeah. And you assume, okay, well, I have already been 
away from this person for two months or two years or five years. I should be better by now. And then you should? exactly that so should? that's what Randy always shares with me. Look, you can't shit all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's a process and we have to give ourselves the time to heal. And it won't be overnight. It'll be to the moment where you see, okay, that doesn't affect me anymore. It didn't take my emotions on another level. I don't feel angry. I don't feel bitter inside. I don't feel those. I remember everything that you did to me or, or revisiting that tape in your head. Yeah. So then you kind of know that, oh, wow, I am making progress. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I see it now. Okay. And then sometimes it takes those, that community or outside perspective or who you're working with directly or your yeah. therapist to go, hey, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. you're changed. I see where you've mm -hmm. been and I see where you mm -hmm. are. Yeah, absolutely. So it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's you know during that process of making the decision to cut somebody off, you know, then it's like, do I do it? Do I don't do it? Then we finally do it. It's like, oh man, okay, I feel better. This is great. But and then the doubt comes back right. in. Then it's you know, do the right thing. I should, <laughs> I should have done it this way. I mean, blah blah blah. You know, somebody says something to mm -hmm. you know because you have that little bit of doubt in your head. So somebody says something to you. Oh, what did I do? And, yep. and it's like. It doesn't matter what anybody says in these moments, it, 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 other than the person that you have allowed to guide you. If mm -hmm. a person has not, if you have not given a person the 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 authority or the permission to speak into your life, then they have no business speaking right. into your life, right? And you you have to be able to speak up if somebody is doing that. I had that happen to me with at church. This woman cornered me in the bathroom oh, after yeah. a video. And uh, it, I won't go into the whole thing, but she backed me into the corner and I'm like, who is this lady? I mean, I had to go to pastor and say, I, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't understand this. And, you know, I, moved out, I got through it, but yeah, you have to be able to say, no, you don't have the right to speak that over me. Right. I have people in my life that will do that for right. me. So this is beautiful. I just love this. That we just have to remember that independence from toxic relationships is an ongoing journey. Mm -hmm. It could be a year. It could be three years. It could be 10 years. It could be a lifetime. It could be a lifetime. And in a lot of cases, it may be. Um, we also want to remember that we have to celebrate your progress. Elaine, big. it is big to celebrate. It is. And to be proud of yourself for taking the steps necessary to prioritize your well-being and happiness. And Elaine, you say it all the time. I am really proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times you say, I am really proud of myself. That's something you didn't know. You did say. So. I would never acknowledge that, mm -hmm. whether it was the moment, what it was the person oh. thing, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I noticed that's what Kathy has taught me. You need to give yourself the credit and, yeah. and I'll tell her, well, I didn't do this. So I'm really proud of myself for not doing that. Right. All right. Or I'm proud of myself because I did do this, right. you know, so that you've got both ways. It's yeah. not just what you didn't do to be proud of yourself, but acknowledge the things you are doing that are different. Yeah. And it feels important. good because yeah. you feel like each step, you gain more and more confidence on who you're becoming yep. Yep. instead of who yeah. you were. No. You, you, you got to step into the unknown. Right. And, and it's Take fearful. the risk. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you must take a risk absolutely yeah, yeah so, absolutely and i yeah. think that's the scariest part but it's the most rewarding part too right. yeah yeah exactly. and then that reward leads to that empowerment mm -hmm. that we talked about so so good. so good so if you you know if you're somebody listening to this and you're struggling with with this kind of relationships or anything like this feel free to just go to our, our, our website heal and restore counseling.com uh you can either hit a contact Write us a little note what you what you're looking for, or you can go ahead and schedule for a 45 minute free consultation. Right on the front page, about halfway down, it's in green. There's a button you can click, and 
to uh, sign up for a 45 minute free consultation. Yeah, we'd love to be there with you. We've journeyed with a lot of people and, you know, God's called us to this. He's going to get us through this. And so we're looking forward to uh, just continuing on that journey of helping others. So Elaine, thanks for for driving through Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Thanks. So I appreciate that. I do want to share one thing. Like if you're afraid, because I think that's the most thing that people struggle with is fear, because I still struggle with that and fear. Take the step out of your comfort zone and reach out for help. Mm-hmm. And even though if you've been in, you know, someone's not encouraging you to get help, click the button, ask for that consultation. I can tell you right now, just from my experience, the last seven years, if it wasn't for Kathy and Randy and their guidance through this whole time frame, I would have gotten lost in who I was. Mm-hmm. And then the experiences that the negative thoughts and negative emotions that I had would have taken control. And I would have been probably worse mm-hmm. than I was. And there were, you know, the small setbacks, I'll right. take those over what I was experiencing mm-hmm. at the time. So mm-hmm. I just encourage everybody who's listening to this, just take a step in faith and just know that that consultation, that just, just taking that step in faith and reaching out to somebody will lead you to a better path yeah. because you just have to want it for yourself. Yeah, yeah that's good. Thanks, and that's Ryan. a key. Thank you got to yeah. want it for yourself. Yeah. Not only want it for yourself, but you deserve it. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's what's really important. So thank you again for, thank you for, for having being me. here. And uh, just want to kind of close this out, just reminding everybody that we are very actively involved with our Courageous Healers Foundation, where we help men, women, and families heal from the scars of abuse, whether it's physical, sexual, emotional, spiritual, or any trauma of that nature. And we run our foundation. It is a nonprofit. So we run it strictly on donations. If you have it in your heart or in your finances to make a donation, you can go to courageoushealers.org and click the donate button. You can set yourself up on a monthly donation or you can make a one-time donation. If finances are not in order, we just ask that you keep us prayerfully in your prayers um, so that we can continue to reach those that need the healing all donations are, are tax deductible and they all go for, uh, towards helping others who maybe they don't have insurance or maybe they don't have the ability to pay for the healing therapy that they need. And so we want to make sure we offer that to those in need. And uh, as Randy mentioned, visit our healandrestorecounseling.com website. We're excited that we have uh, completed or we're in the process of completing the rebranding from Change Your Life Story Now to Heal and Restore Counseling. Our Instagram page is up, so go over and like that page and ask your friends to follow. And I think that's all I have. Anything else you want to um, And then make sure right, when you're listening to this on, on the podcast, please click the follow button, like and share. It takes nothing. It doesn't cost nothing to click the follow, share, but it's going to help us out tremendously to grow our platform. Um, also, when it comes to the foundation and, and donations, it doesn't matter if it's a $5 donation or hundred dollar a thousand dollars any donation that you can do will help it doesn't yeah. matter we're not we're not you know we're not judging people well, they only gave us five that's a great help we'll, we'll take five dollars is five dollars that helps somebody that right. says i exactly. need help exactly so i think that's it right yeah, yeah. Got it oh wait, wait one more thing real quick is we are it is happening another book is being written oh right? that's right i got um I got part of it written and it's good. Don't give too much of it. I won't. Okay, but we are written another book now. <laughs> so it, it, it'll it's be coming. It's in the process. Randy it's being likes written to, right Randy now. I like to give a little too much information away here. <laughs>
It's coming. It's people. coming. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So thanks for joining us on this episode. We will see you next week. Remember that nobody tells you they love you today. Randy does. Kathy does. And Elaine does too. But more importantly, God does. Be blessed, everybody. Have a great week.